the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. And a pleasant Friday to you. I'm Mark Davis. This is the Dennis Prager Show. And so to the uh, swifter listeners among you, you will notice, hey, that must mean that Dennis is not in today. And that is correct. He'll be back on Monday. In fact, I believe he'll be back Monday from this room. I believe he will be right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So that's exciting. I've had my earpiece in for the last half hour. And now, of course, now that we're live, it pops right up. Such is the Murphy's Law of Broadcasting. Glad you guys are here. Again, I'm Mark Davis here in DFW at 6.60 a.m. The Answer. I'm the happy morning host here, which means I just finished my own rollicking morning show. And as will often happen, I've had stuff happen on this morning's program that kind of informs uh, every time that I come in and fill in for Dennis, which is always a total joy. So first, a little bit of the contact information. You know about that. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. Normal phone lines, normal everything in, the, in terms of your calls to the show, which I would love to hear on a lot of things we're going to do today. We're going to do some migrant relocation talk. Oh, boy, are we, because I come to you from the state of Texas, where we have a governor who has uh, had a kind of an idea that says, hey, why don't we, here's how it kind of went. It started out a few weeks, a few months ago. As Governor Abbott says, I'm going to take some busloads of, uh, of migrants and send them to uh, Muriel Bowser's uh, front uh, doorstep there in D.C., to Eric Adams in New York, that went well, and then to uh, Lori Lightfoot's neighborhood in Chicago, where she promptly schlepped them over into conservative uh, suburbs with Republican mayors. <laughs> uh, cry more, cry more. And, and then Ron DeSantis, I guess day before yesterday, came up with the idea in Florida that says, let's have, there he is right there on screen, the Salem News Channel. Watch the entire proceedings here on the Salem News Channel. Uh, let's take some migrants and let's send them uh, to Martha's Vineyard. And then I can imagine Governor Abbott there at the governor's mansion in Austin saying, hold my beer. I am now going to send a couple of busloads to Observatory Circle in Washington to Kamala Harris's house. (laughs) Now, this is an important distinction. I have often said, like, you remember when they were protesting uh, at uh, Brett Kavanaugh's house, when they were protesting at Amy Coney Barrett's house, Supreme Court justices, etc. And whether it's a national issue or a local issue, I am the guy who's always said in terms of protest, stay away from people's homes. Go to their offices, their workplaces, stay away from people's private homes. Aha, therein lies the, uh, the meaningful adjective, because Observatory Circle is not a private home. That's the house we give to the vice president. 
It's where Pence lived. It's where Cheney lived. It's where Biden lived for a while. And now he's, of course, at the White House. That's where the president lives. That's not a private residence. So protests at the White House, of course, are fine. Protests at the vice president's residence are fine. But let's flip the script a little bit. If somebody wanted to go to AOC's home, Nancy Pelosi's home, Chuck Schumer's home, I'd say, nah, because I always believe leave people alone in their private homes. But Kamala's house, not a private home, public. And, and of course, they also have plenty of gates, plenty of gates. There on the screen at Salem News Channel, you see this wonderful sign that they have hung there at Martha's Vineyard that talks about uh, we welcome all people, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQIA, PDQ, you know, uh, et cetera, uh, everybody. And there's a reference to being a sanctuary community. <laughs> uh, well, they, they were in a welcoming mood. As Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said last night with Laura Ingram, they were in a welcoming mood. Did they mean that sanctuary city sentiment? Did they mean it? They meant it till the buses rolled up. That changed everything. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We are 53 days away, 53 days away from the election, from the from version number 12 of the most important election of our lives. <laughs> we always say that. Usually, sometimes we've been overstating it somewhat. Not this time. Not this time. In fact, let's take a little walk through this. Again, 1-8-Prager-776 for your phone calls. 1-8-Prager-776. And by the way, to shoot a little note to me, the miracle of Twitter, uh, that's at Mark Davis, at M-A-R-K Davis. Shoot me a little something. I'll take a look at that during the breaks, and we can have, like, another whole show. It'll be fantastic. Uh, So, uh, 2016, we had before us, we were staring down the barrel of a Hillary Clinton presidency. Only Donald Trump could prevent it. Thank God he did. Thank God he did. This was a recurring mantra for me uh, during my local show here in Dallas-Fort Worth. And anytime I would fill in for anybody here in the Salem Media Group, thank God he won. Thank God he won. Thank God he won. Um, the, The notion of a second term arises in 2020. That didn't happen, and of course there's another whole slew of talk shows we can do on that, <laughs> and probably have and probably will. Uh, you know, we, here's, why, here's why 2020 was enormously important. We didn't get what we wanted. We didn't get the result we wanted, <laughs> for various reasons. Uh, and, and, and so see what happens? I, country's going to hell. Just, everything is just on the hot rails into the lake of fire because Biden is president. This is the worst presidency of my lifetime, and it's not even close. Obama looks positively harmless, and and, and Clinton looks positively Churchillian compared to these people on every issue, not just inflation, not just borders, uh, not just energy policy, the the culture. We're going to talk a little bit about the culture today because on this morning's show, I told a little story about college. You, are you, do you know who uh, Kaya Rychek is? She is the courageous woman who does uh, libs of TikTok, one of the best Twitter accounts you can possibly uh, follow. Libs of TikTok is basically her finding things that these crazy people actually do and proudly proclaim. Hi, I'm a green-haired teacher, and I'm going to teach your, you know, your son to be a daughter. I mean, it's, I'm, it, it's true. I'm not making this up. And, uh, and, and she's just a genius. 
So you can watch her Twitter feed and say, wow, those people in Spokane or wow, those people in Schenectady or wow, those people in whatever town the clip comes from, they're crazy. They really ought to do something about that, either local school board or you know, boycott the local colleges, whatever, whatever. I had this come directly home to me with the friend of a family, a wonderful young lady who's a friend of my son's. And she, all she wants to do in life is all she wants to do is be a teacher. She wants to be a teacher, and she's going to be a good one too. She is a smart young lady. Uh, she is a, a woman of a young woman of strong faith, sharp as a tack. She just has the entire skill set, and she is going to <laughs> the University of North Texas in Denton, which is a great school in a great community. Uh, that's UNT, Mean Green. Gotta love it. Uh, except for this. I mean, is it a liberal enclave? Yeah. So even here in DFW, we have schools that uh, that deceptively. Hope that doesn't seem harsh, but I could go with fraudulently. Let's just say curiously, have religious names in their um, in their abbreviations. SMU in Dallas. The M stands for Methodist. TCU in Fort Worth. The C stands for Christian. Well, good luck with that because both of these schools and go Mustangs and go Horn Frogs, they're great. I love those communities and their alumni are all over the place. All kinds of love for all kinds of people, but doggone it, man, what a minefield. What a minefield of wokeism. Woof, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. So in this particular story, this young lady, I've wound up getting some texts a video of, of stuff they're making these kids watch. And there's this, this young lady who actually operates, uh, her enterprise is called, it is called Woke Kindergarten. I, I got to hand it to the left. They tell you what they are going to do. They, they often will flat out tell you what they are trying to do. The question is, what are we going to do? Are we going to lie down and get steamrolled by this? Or... Are we going to fight back? And what does fighting back look like? What does fighting back look like? Boycotting these schools? Uh, vote with your feet? Vote with your money? Uh, find schools where this doesn't happen? I mean, that's probably a good thing. But I'll tell you where the conversation went this morning. The idea arose that if you do have a kid of strong faith, strong intellect, if you put the armor of God or the armor of some level of objectivity around him or her, that maybe you send them right into that cauldron to prep them for the world that lies beyond. Because every single one of these woke universities are a microcosm of the world that may lie, that may lie after graduation for them. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Oh, I got more. I've always got more. So what let's do is let's take our first break. Come back, start taking some calls. 1-8-Prager-776. Mark Davison for Dennis. Happy Friday. So glad you're here. The Dennis Prager Show. Live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Dennis Prager here to share a product that can help keep everyone more healthy, Cofix RX. Most of us know that viruses of all types are a part of life. What we don't always know are the right products that could be protecting us. So I'd like to tell you about Cofix RX and its doctor-approved secret ingredient. As a safety measure, many doctors and nurses have been using iodine to swab their noses for decades. Iodine has been in use since 1811, and 96% of us are iodine-deficient. 
using Cofix RX antiviral nasal spray with povidone iodine is a smart way to stay healthy. Cofix RX is made right here in the USA. It's simple to use. You spray it up your nose and the iodine destroys germs and pathogens where they multiply in the nasal cavity. Check out CofixRx.com, that's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com, for a retailer near you, or use the coupon code Prager for 20% off at CofixRx.com. That's where we are. That's where you can see us right now as you're listening to us old school on on some radio or something, or maybe doing some streaming, which we always enjoy. Used to be you'd walk into a radio station and be a radio station and people would hop in their cars or go to their homes and turn little dials and go to the proper frequency and people's voices would come out of the box. <laughs> that is stone knives and bearskins now. It's a radio still exists, oh to be sure. Uh, but they're streaming all over the place and of course this, the Salem News Channel. However you are consuming the Dennis Prager show, we appreciate it, particularly on days when Dennis isn't here. I'm Mark Davis filling in. Happy Friday. I hope all is well with you. About to head to your calls. The first thing I brought up, and maybe the first thing tactically, but believe you me, I could keep several plates spinning at once. So whatever you want to uh, uh, tackle, be my guest. At uh, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. This uh, flotilla of bus brigades, plane brigades, whatever other form of transportation may lie ahead, is the stuff of messaging genius. And the way you know it is the shrieks and cries and conniption fits from the left. There's an old saying, I think it stems from World War II bomber pilots, and that is, um, if you're taking on heavy flack, that's how you know you're over the target. And never truer than in the whining and crying and hand-wringing and pearl-clutching uh, from the left, from the president himself, from California Governor Gavin Newsom, who who wrote a letter to his buddy Merrick Garland, and this is this is genius. He, he writes to Merrick Garland and says, "I Governor GQ in California wants a full blown investigation as to how in the world Governors Abbott and DeSantis could even do this." Gasp, gasp. I am. He says, "Like you, I am." Here's the word he uses: horrified, horrified. The language people have used in reaction to this, uh, an outrage, it's cruel. Uh, I think a couple of people have called it human trafficking. (laughs) These people, man, these people. Uh, And when all we're really doing is relocating some folks who shouldn't be here anyway from one part of America to another part of America. Oh, the humanity. So in doing so, what we're doing is we're taking... The, the border crisis and bringing it right to these sanctuary city environments, these sanctuary states, these sanctuary enclaves, these sanctuary communities. And we're showing them in real time, in face-to-face experiences, what the costs are of that kind of foolishness. And it is sublime. It is perfect. It is Christmas every day. Uh, so let's hop some calls on this, various other things. We'll do some woke culture talk. And, and you know you know what we'll do uh, since her funeral is Monday? I've had some pretty fascinating conversations with people on and off the air about what we're witnessing across the pond right now. What is it, the late afternoon, early evening in London? How long do you have to stand in line to, to walk into Westminster Hall? And tons of people are doing it. I think there are three ways to react to this Queen Elizabeth story and the 
number of days of coverage since her passing. One is to be pretty deeply moved by it. And I got to tell you, that's me. I have enjoyed is the wrong word. It's been meaningful to me to see a country unite, to see a country honor its traditions, to see a country value its founding, to see a country honor a sense of obligation and duty and pay a lot of credit to a woman who displayed so much of of all of those things at a time when honor, obligation, duty, patriotism, country are being spat on uh, all over America and the rest of the modern world. that, That has been of value to me. So you can, it can sort of reach out and touch your heart. Or you can be sort of indifferent to it, like, eh, whatever, Elizabeth. The other one, and I get a little bit of this, are people just outright hostile. Like, hey, we fought a war to get away from that nonsense. And that's, that, is, that is undeniably true. <laughs> we, we don't have royalty. That's kind of the point. But they do, and it means something to them, and it has been of value to them. And I'm glad we don't do it. But there's so anyway, we'll, we'll probably do a little uh, Elizabeth Roundtable as we work our way through uh, through the rest of the show as well. All right. So 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776, great to have you here. As we hop toward your calls, let us start in Florida. Odie, hi, Mark Davison for Dennis, how are you doing? Good, Mark. Yeah, I'd like us to refer to these migrants as criminals, and the biggest threat to us taking the Senate is Mitch McConnell. Uh, what's, your, what's your main couple of gripes about Mitch? I mean, uh, well, uh, let me give me yours and I'll give you mine. Well, mine with him is he's not supporting the agenda that we, the American people, wanted started in 16. He's not supporting these America First candidates, such as uh, Masters in Arizona, the individual in New Hampshire, um, uh, Vegas. Uh, we, we have a great opportunity Herschel, Dr. Here. Oz, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have a great opportunity here to start fighting and taking our country back. But I think he values his minority status more than the country. That is, I appreciate you. That, consider the charge. And you, you may, you, all of you all may remember Mitch McConnell just a few short, you know, a couple of weeks ago, was he at a, a speaking gig in his native Kentucky. And there in the bluegrass state, he stood in front of a, a crowd of folks and said, Republicans are likely to take the House back. The Senate, eh, maybe, maybe not. And then he, this, the sentence that went around the world, candidate, he said the Senate, those, those races are statewide, which is, duh, obviously true. And then he said candidate quality can be an issue. Candidate quality. Who might he be talking about? Is it that maybe Herschel Walker does not have the smooth diction of William F. Buckley? Is it that, uh, I mean, listen, I mean, if you take a look at Dr. Oz, I favored, you know, uh, one of his rivals, but Dr. Oz won, so guess what? I'm team Dr. Oz. You know why? Because we've got to keep Fetterman out of the Senate. Good Lord, what even is that? Uh you know, the time for all these internecine squabbles among Republicans is over. But we've got to elect as many Republicans as possible. And it and it just doesn't particularly seem like that's Mitch's vibe sometimes. And what the gentleman just said is something that a lot of people believe or that they toy with a little bit, and that's the notion that Mitch would rather stay as the Senate minority leader with a reliable cadre of people who will kiss his ring, then win the majority on the fuel and firepower of people like Herschel Walker, 
of people like Blake Masters, of, of sort of Trumpified, uh, you know, in the mold of Trump. And they're not all like Trump. They're not Trump clones. What they are are the kinds of unapologetic, bold conservatives that might make Mitch McConnell a little nervous. So I'd like not to think that about Mitch, but I need evidence to the contrary. All righty, Mark Davison for Dennis, and more of your calls are next. 1-8-Prager-776. Happy Friday. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. It is the Dennis Prager Show for this Friday, the 16th day of September. Mark Davison for Dennis, about to hop back to more of your calls as we evaluate the week in the news, stuff that has happened, and, oh, how should we phrase it, just large, broad, conceptual things that are on our mind. The woke poisons of our universities, the prospects for uh, the election that is 53 days from now, um... Here's one thing I kind of played with a little bit earlier to, uh, earlier this week on the local show here in DFW. Uh, is Joe Biden a car guy? He was up in uh, he was in Detroit, very union heavy, friendly Detroit. Uh, as the rail strike was getting averted, I guess it's good that we dodged that bullet. Um, and he he tweeted a big thing of him standing by some gleaming, very sporty, wonderful car that happened to be electric, which is great. Electric cars are cool. No gas. Gotta love that. I just don't want to be forced at gunpoint to buy one or have government shelling out ridiculous amounts of money to bribe people into buying them. You want you want a Tesla? Get a Tesla. You want a Hummer EV? Get a Hummer EV. You want a Nissan Leaf? Get a Nissan Leaf. It's your money, your car, whatever. However, Joe Biden does not feel that way. The Democrats do not feel that way. They want to shoehorn you into electric cars. He had this tweet earlier that said, I envision the full electrification of the American road trip. Really? That's nice, if the American road trip is not longer than 300 miles. Um, And then later he said, as a car guy, I'm a car guy. And once again, he's just glomming all over the electric gloriousness of this one particular vehicle. And again, nothing against electric cars. But I'm a car guy from this president? No, sir. Your car guy card, your car guy credentials are revoked the moment you try to slaughter the internal combustion engine. Because if you really were a car guy, car guys, car gals, you know what they do? They love cars. Electric or gas powered, big or small, fast and slow, new and old. There's just something about the automotive, the, 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 the automobile that, uh, that, that captivates them. Uh, so, no, Joe Biden is not a car guy. All right, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. We're on the phones in Chicago. Brad, hey. Mark Davis, in for Dennis. How are you doing, Brad? Welcome. Hi. I'm doing great. How are you, Mr. Davis? Good. Thank you. Good. 
Okay, I'm calling because um, Illinois has passed a new law called the Safety Act, which is anything but safe for the Cook County citizens. And I am actually running for sheriff of Cook County. Um, and the Safety Act says that the state can no longer interact with any government law enforcement agency that has anything to do with immigration. It essentially codifies their sanctuary status, which, as far as I know, violates the Constitution of the United States. Oh, Lord. And, of course, further endangers the citizens of Cook County. Well, this just follows in the direct narrative of law and order taken right off its moorings. I think this is one of the things that we ought to be running on at every level is borders and safety and, of course, the economy, obviously, and, of course, energy. They're, they're so, it's such a target-rich environment, but you, especially as a sheriff's candidate, and good luck to you, are exactly the right kind of person to step forward and say that we, we used to have some relative security that the people we elect had our actual safety and security at heart. And now woke concerns and racial pandering and activism have taken the place of, uh, of public safety. Yes, they have put in the law that you can't, the police can no longer remove a trespasser. So if someone camps out on your yard or moves into your shed, the police can write them a ticket but cannot remove them from your property. So now oh, how boy. do you get rid of them? I, <laughs> you have asked. You've asked the precise, precise question. Now, there, there was an election that I'm going to name that hinged on a lot of this, in which a fairly unpopular politician won huge by focusing on exactly this. And I'll tell you about what that election looked like and how it went when we return. Mark Davison for Dennis, the Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain Free Studio. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale and Giza Dream bed sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager. Or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use the promo code appropriate lyrics for a desperate time if you feel like you can't go on reach out we'll be there here at the salem media group with a full day of talk show hosts, and even when some of the key guys aren't there, willing soldiers who will step in and say, hey, sign me up. Mark Davison for Dennis Prager. I'm the Happy Morning Show host at 660 AM The Answer in Dallas-Fort Worth. 
and for today, and whenever they ask, the uh, the more than happy uh, fill-in guy for Dennis Prager. Phone number remains the same, and that is 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. You can get a hold of me on Twitter, at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. Many of you are. It's fascinating. It's like another whole show going on. I love it, and I deeply appreciate your input. If you're just joining us, we've talked a little bit about the uh, the migrant relocation uh, strategy of our governor here in Texas, Greg Abbott, and uh, and Governor DeSantis in Florida, and a little bit of the uh, sort of the, the way this drama has played out. It started out some weeks ago with Governor Abbott deciding we're going to load up some buses and send people to liberal cities. <laughs> hey, Muriel Bowser, how'd you like some of these folks right there in Washington? Hey, Eric Adams, boom. How about some of them right there in New York, New York? Start spreading the news. Here come some buses. And then uh, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. And then, I guess a few days ago, uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida uh, said, okay, let's turn the buses into planes and let's send them to another liberal enclave, not a big seething uh, city with a Democrat mayor, but a Tony seaside uh, location like Martha's Vineyard. And so there they were. What was it, 50 of them? And it was as if a meteor were hurtling toward the earth. To see these people, to see these officials... And then, as the DeSantis planes turned Martha's Vineyard into a cauldron of panic, uh, Governor Abbott said, hold my beer, I'm sending a couple of more busloads, this time to Kamala Harris's house. It just gets better every day. And by that I mean, the point is made, the political imagery is brilliant, and we're talking a little bit about whether you like it or don't like it, or whether you think it's smart or not so smart. I think it's total genius. I will give you a, a a shade of nuance here. There were folks here in Texas, and granted, some of them were folks who had been were Republicans who had not been on board with Abbott, but had better be now because we got to make sure that he uh, sends Beto O'Rourke packing with a decisive uh, defeat on November eighth. Uh, there were a, a couple of folks you you may uh, Alan West you definitely know he ran against Greg Abbott in the Republican primary and a longtime friend of mine another longtime friend of mine Don Huffines uh, state, former state senator member of a wonderful uh, magnificent uh, impactful uh, family in our community in business in in politics and everything in between. And so both of them were kind of running against Abbott from the right on a couple of issues, and immigration was one of them. And, uh, you know, Don Huffines had some billboards, you know, stop giving illegal immigrants our money. And it seemed like Huffines would say something, and then Abbott would emulate it, which had to be the most flattering thing in the world, but also makes it hard for you to primary a guy when he's adopting, like, your entire, uh, uh, your entire agenda. So bottom line was some of the folks who were maybe not Abbott fans we're saying, and some of them may still be saying, isn't this giving the immigrants exactly what they want? I mean, we, we didn't, and, and somebody tried to make this point to me yesterday. Yeah, uh, you conservatives, uh, you were all up in high dudgeon when uh, when Biden was loading up planes of people and shipping them all over the country. Now your governors are doing it. You think it's great because to own the libs. My suggestion was that if anybody can't see the difference, anybody can't, discern the distinction between those two, maybe they should not be analyzing things for a living or maybe even as a hobby. When Biden loaded up planes in the dark of night 
and schlepped people to all time zones of America. That absolutely was so that they could embed and disappear and vanish and suddenly surface later when a future Democrat administration and Democrat Congress can legalize and normalize and, uh, and, and naturalize all of these folks and then enjoy decade upon decade of grateful Democrat voting in return. That's what those plane loads were for. These plane loads are decidedly different. These are designed to take a whole bunch of, well, actually a tiny sliver of immigrants. If you want to take a look at the numbers here, look at who went to Martha's Vineyard, look at everybody that's gone to, I think Eric Adams in New York said, we've gotten 7,000 migrants, 7,000 migrants. Ooh, you know what that's called? One month at the Texas border and a slow month at that. So spare me. You know, the, the, the tears and the hand-wringing and the violin music from New York City. And I love New York. I, I, lo- I love D.C. I grew up in the suburbs of D.C. I love Chicago. These are great cities, horribly run by, uh, by people with very, very bad ideas. And one of the worst ideas you can have is this sanctuary city nonsense. So we've talked a lot about that and what, what makes good sense politically. What, uh, what, what the moral um, implications of all of this are because there are a whole lot of folks who suddenly, suddenly are putting on these mantles of biblical scholarship saying, hey, hey, Mark, hey, conservatives, hey, Abbott, hey, DeSantis, surely Jesus would disapprove of what you're doing. There's no evidence of that. There's no scriptural indication that points toward open borders. None. None whatsoever. And I did take the opportunity, and I'll do it now if it, if it, works on on the radio and that is to say if anybody's in the mood to work through some some Jesus logic if you think that Jesus would not be a fan of what uh conservatives are doing with regard to our advocacy of these uh migrant relocations you want to talk about what Jesus wants you want to talk about what Jesus seems to like and dislike you want to talk about what is and is not in scripture great let's do that on one condition then let's do abortion can we do that if you suddenly care so much about what Christ would teach, about what Jesus would want, about what makes God happy, let's talk about the violent evisceration of the miracle of life in the womb. You want to talk about Jesus? Let's talk about Jesus. Now, obviously, if you want to talk about anything, place to do it, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Let us hop to your calls, and we are in Los Angeles. And Brent, that is you. Let's hop to Brent. And say hi. Brent, Mark Davison for Dennis. How you doing? Great. Hello, Mark. Great talking to you again. Hi. I'm, I'm with Joe's demons. I mean, Democrats. Jesus wants us to provide immediate sanctuary to all Democrat dreamers at the multi-billion dollar Ivy League campuses of Harvard, Yale, Brown, and Columbia. In California, the leftist lovers at UCLA, UC Berkeley, Irvine, Santa Cruz, and Santa Barbara will also want to welcome them, especially their woke aborting women who so adore children. And other excellent locations are Silicon Valley, the Soros Estate, the Gates Estate, the Zuckerberg Estate, and of course, all the the estates of Hollywood, NFL, NBA millionaire billionaires. Yeah, surely they will all be welcoming. Surely these are places with that, where that whole sanctuary spirit exists. Surely these are places that will gladly and willfully welcome all these folks because that's what they say that we should all do uh, virtually every day. We are in Orlando. AG, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you doing? Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. 
Hey, Mark, how are we doing? Hi, AJ. Ah, good, thank you. Great. I just want to let you know that uh, you're correct. In Numbers 32, 17, God gave the children of Israel the cities and told them to set up and fortify the cities to set up borders to keep yep. other people out. Yep. As, as well as uh, David, before he became king, he was riding around with his band of soldiers and stopping people from crossing the border to bring in problems. Yeah, thank you. There is nothing whatsoever scriptural uh, about the notion. It is only, it is the height of moral idiocy that leads people to say that kindness, that Christian kindness extends to, to open borders any more than, than your personal kindness must necessitate that you leave the door of your house unlocked so that anybody can just stroll on into your house. Of course you're not going to do that. Well, you heartless son of a gun. You should let anybody into your house who wants to come into your house. That That's insanity. And yet there are people who want our country to be run that way. In fact, let's back it up and take a look at the 30,000-foot level because so many people try to do this. They conflate uh, government beneficence. They conflate and confuse uh, what the late great Walter Williams used to call the benevolence industries uh, from welfare to food stamps to all kinds of things. And there are things we do to establish a safety net for people. I totally understand that. Um, The notion that kindness, that Christian kindness is defined by what government does. It never is. The, The Christian concept of kindness, of charity is about people to people donating and outreach human to human in no way is it defined by what government does. Here's what we're going to do. Quick break. Then back with more of your calls. Mark Davison for Dennis Prager on a Friday. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Well, that seems to be on a lot of minds at the moment, and that's uh, some of what we're talking about today on the Dennis Prager Show, but only some. we got a uh, nice, uh, fat, uh, topical cornucopia going. Mark Davison for Dennis, phone number 18Prager776, 18Prager776. Uh, pop me a note on Twitter, anything you want to do, uh, at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis on Twitter. Right back to your calls in just a moment. All right, whether you are uh, wireless or still, uh, anybody, uh, anybody still have a landline? <laughs> have they totally gone the, uh, the way of the dinosaur? I probably get rid of my landline. Uh, well, I definitely got rid of it, but it was probably about two years ago. I never answered it. All I got was spam calls on it. Finally pulled it. And I remember asking people, what possible reason is there to keep a landline? I asked on the show. I guess I'd run out of topics that day. I don't know. But I, but anything could be a topic. I said, what, you know, just should, should I keep the thing? I know just Murphy's Law, the minute I got rid of it, I'd regret it. There'd be some reason I wish I had the stupid landline. And I remember the, the only calls I got were if there was some, like, alien uh, electromagnetic pulse or something like that that took out all the cell towers. You know, you'd, I'd, I'd be the only house that could contact the world because I had a landline. Um, that struck me as a bad movie script. So I chose to uh, save 38 bucks a month and got out of the world of landlines. So whether you're calling us from a landline, cell phone, or anything in between, we appreciate you as we head to L.A. Doug, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you doing? Welcome. Hello. Mark. Hey, Doug. How, how are you? Hey, great fan. I love you, Mark. Uh, you, Prager, I love listening to the back and forth uh, with you and Mike Gallagher uh, in the Thank mornings. Uh, that wakes me Very up. Kind. You guys are great. Um, okay. So, uh, first of all, um, I think that the whole open borders nonsense is ridiculous. Uh, 
I don't know how we allowed this as a country. Uh, obviously, these Democrats do not care. They do not care about anyone but themselves, enriching themselves. And I like to say that includes some Republicans, some rhinos. It seems like they cannot get it together. Why are we fighting ourselves? We'll never get control if we continue to fight ourselves. Mark. Well, that's a great question. Here's, 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 pardon my brevity. I'm going to try to get some folks here. Uh, Why are we fighting ourselves? (sighs) As Republicans, we've, we have often looked over at the Democrat party and said, man, uh, we disagree with everything they stand for, but we envy them their unity, their lockstep harmony, don't we? And it seems that part of being a Republican, not part of being a conservative, is, is there a rift in the Republican party in a way? Sure. Because there are people who are conservative and people who are not. There are people who are totally on board for Trump so much that they want him to run again. Some who are really appreciative of Trump but might want to move toward DeSantis. And others, you know, not just all full rhino Lincoln Project weasels or anything like that. But just folks who are just not that conservative but choose to identify themselves as Republicans. All of those layers of Republicanism exist. And a lot of them are defined by how conservative are you. How conservative are you? Um, Primary after primary is revealing that voters, even in New Hampshire, did you catch that sort of the MAGA-approved candidate did well in in supposedly more moderate or libertarian-leaning New Hampshire? Look at what Carrie Lake is doing in Arizona. I think she's she's completely going to win. There there are states, I mean, especially up in New England, I don't think you're ever going to get, you're not going to get a Ted Cruz, Rand Paul style Republican senator in Maine. You know, Susan Collins makes me nuts every once in a while. I'm glad she's there. I'd rather have her there with the R by her name than anybody with a D by by his or her name. And this is what Mitch McConnell needs to understand. And this is what really hacked off a lot of people is there was, there was Mitch in that infamous Kentucky speaking engagement talking about how we have a candidate quality problem. No, we don't. We might have a leadership quality problem because here's, here's the sentence that needs, come, needs to come out of Mitch's mouth. Maybe Herschel Walker is not you know, a, a, a silver-tongued orator. Maybe Dr. Oz is not the most galvanizing uh, you know, figure in Pennsylvania history. I don't care. They are our people now. They are our only hope to, to get Republican control back in the Senate, which you would think Mitch McConnell, of all people, would have some enthusiasm for. And so here's the sentence. Any of our people, any of our people is better than any of theirs. Any of our Republicans is better than any Democrat. And that takes into account all the various shades, all the various levels, all of the various flavors of being a Republican these days. You're going to find not every Republican primary winner is going to be a down the line, crank it up to 11 conservative. That's what the primaries are for, to determine just what kind of candidate you want. Once the primaries are over, if you want to regain control of the Senate, you fall in, you unify behind the Republican who won. This is not hard. This is not hard. Uh, let's grab some more of your calls. one prager 776 We are in San Antonio. Jerry, hi. Mark Davis and for Dennis. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um yeah, I, uh, I've got a complaint with, with what the DeSantis did uh, and what my governor is doing. I, I wish they would have waited until 14 to 21 days before the election. The electorate's got such a short memory, and there's so much in the media that can 
like a like a cat uh, cover up this stuff. Understand? Uh, <laughs> Understand. That, uh, um, uh, it, it'll be it'll be old 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 news by the time uh, we get to unless unless unless. Here, here's the thing. I, I totally understand the strategy point you're making. Let's hit them with this th- with three weeks to go rather than with eight weeks to go. Couple of things that might, a couple of things to consider. Number one, do you think they're done? I think these things are going to continue for every one of these 53 days. They'll be, uh, I mean, it's like spin the big wheel. Find a liberal city, Detroit, you know, Seattle. Choose your method of transportation, planes or buses. This time it's planes. And, and then, and then choose, and then choose the destination. And the other thing is, if it had hit, you know, at the middle of October, it would have had value. You got a great point there. But doing it now gives us the opportunity to enjoy the delicious hyperbolic overreaction to watch the left panic at the prospect of being shown the the cost of open borders i i don't know i, I think this timing might work out pretty well i i uh, I, I agree with I'm, I'm hoping they have something else with, uh, up their sleeve um oh, I, I believe i believe i believe they do because I mean, it's uh, this is like a law of physics if a politician or elected official does something and they think it's working they're going to keep doing it i'm going to keep taking your calls mark davison for dennis stick around the Dennis Prager Show. That's where we are for visual purposes. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, however you may be doing that. And thanks for calling. You know how you're doing that. That would be 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. Mark Davis in for Dennis, who is back with you on Monday. We are wrapping up the week, looking at the big stories of the week, looking at the migrant relocations and the delicious uh, uh, reactions to that, looking at the prospects for the elections that are 53 days away, looking at other things. Uh, I, I probably It'll probably be next hour uh, before I start to talk a little bit about the whole Queen Elizabeth thing, because her funeral is, Friday, is Monday, excuse me. And believe you me, from now all the way through the weekend, it's going to be nothing but mile after mile after mile of people standing in line to pay their respects. Why is that? And uh, look, I, I count me among the people who are really glad that we don't do royalty. We did fight a war to get away from that in George III, and, uh, and I don't seek to emulate it in any way. I've never been particularly fascinated by the royals, but I'll tell you, The Crown on Netflix is one of the finest things you'll ever see on TV uh, just for the history of it, if nothing else. And there was, there's something about this whole pageant of respect and deference to her that has actually touched my heart in a lot of ways. I'll tell you about it probably next hour because we got a lot of calls. Let's take a bunch of them right now. We are in Cleveland. Sarah, hey, Mark Davis in for Dennis. How are you doing this Friday? Oh, thank God. How are you? Hi, good. So I just had a comment and you're not the only one that said it, but I happened to call in. And that is God created the world and Jesus did not. And, you know, this is a Judeo-Christian, I believe. And so I just want to say, you know, it's, um, I don't feel like that's the right thing to say. That, that what's not the right thing to say? That, you know, Jesus this and Jesus that. No, God created the world. Jesus did not create the world. Right. And did anybody, was, has anybody, does, has anybody said, has anybody said Jesus created the world? No, we were just speaking of him, but you know, we we have you know we're not the majority, and but yet you guys came. I'm not. I'm trying not to be insulting, but you guys came came out of mm. our religion, and I just find it insulting when people. This 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 is an interesting know. moment in which someone calls the Dennis Prager show and suggests that there's not enough love being shown to the Jews. 
<laughs> no, I, 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 no, I love you. Let me, no, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, sorry, couldn't resist. Uh, the reason that we got a little Jesus centric is because it is the people who hate uh, Greg Abbott and Ron, sorry, I tickled myself. It is the people who hate Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis who have been attempting to uh, throw a lot of Jesus, um, uh, it's like to weaponize Jesus. It's essentially a, an attack right into the heart of uh, evangelical Christians, you might, or whatever, or any any Bible believing person, whichever testament you please, that uh, that there's something unchristian, pardon that term, uh, about what Abbott and DeSantis are doing. So that is why, in response to that, I, I spent a good number of uh, of sentences talking about how there is nothing in what Jesus ever said or what God Himself ever said. Uh, that says that we have to have open borders. Nothing whatsoever from 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 either from either source. We're in San Diego. Mike, Mark Davis, welcome. How you doing? Nice to have you on the Dennis Prager Show. Hi. Talking about Hi. Uh, open borders um, in Leviticus chapter nineteen, verse thirty-four. God said to the nation of Israel, "The mm-hmm. foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native-born." Now, my response to that as a Christian, as a Bible believer, my response to that would be, if an American citizen entered the United States illegally, should that American citizen be prosecuted for breaking the law? How does an American citizen enter the United States illegally? If they went down to Mexico, if they're wanted in the United States, but for some reason they want to come back. They're citizens. they're right. citizens. By, but, by your own example, they are ci- uh, citizens. Obviously, get to come back. So help me out. Right, but if but, but if they're a criminal, so they have oh. to enter the United States illegally. But they are a citizen. No. If no, that okay. American, if that American citizen entered the United States illegally, should he be prosecuted? Yes. Well, so if, ask, there's so a little everybody. bit of a. Okay. Yeah, because Leviticus said, "Treat the foreigner as your native born." My point is, anybody. Citizen oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Okay, we took it took a little sideways trip to get there, but I, I get it. I, I now I get it that it is biblical to welcome foreigners, but not under the pretext of people who are breaking the law. Ha! Just in time, Mark Davison for Dennis. show on this Friday, the 16th day of September. Mark Davis in for Dennis. Great to have you here. Two hours down and one to go. What will we do? Some of that's up to me. A whole lot of it is up to you. So let me give you the phone number. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. Tell you what I'm going right back to on the phone, sort of our unfinished business, and then some of what I'd like to explore, because Dennis is back on Monday. It's my last crack at you, you know, until I call me and ask me to do this again, which I'm always happy to do. And I have, I have had a certain fascination 
with uh, the, the, the last few days with regard to the passing of Queen Elizabeth in exploring sort of the three sectors of reaction in there, those who have been deeply moved by her legacy and her passing, those who are kind of ambivalent about it and who think that maybe too much is being made of it, to others who are just outright hostile to it, for some reason, like, like queenophobes. I, I, have, I have no idea. But anyway, so we, we may ask, which are you? And I'll share a couple of thoughts. And I'll tell you that, that I'm probably the third time I've said this here on the show, I'm really glad we don't have royalty. We have people who think they're kings, but they're not. Uh, I, I'm glad that we fought a war to get away from that nonsense. But having done so and established our republic, which still manages to survive by a thread, uh, they've had this for you know eons and eons, and it has served them well in a lot of ways. And um, and their their characteristics that serve people well, that serve nations well, and that serve uh, pop, uh, that, that that serve countries well. Uh, a commitment to duty, a sense of patriotism, a sense of service, a sense of tradition. And here, here are words I haven't spoken yet, so I'm, I guess I'm glad I saved this for the last hour. There's something about the Elizabeth legacy over 70 years. Obviously, it takes us through a whole lot of colonialism in there, and colonialism has its share of historic um, uh, controversies. But there's simply no doubting the civilizing and scientific and cultural and legal. I mean, where, where, where do we get property rights? Where do we get all manner? Of that? There's so much of, without England, there is no America. We're, we're not sitting here if there's never any such thing as the history of England. I mean, there were other countries, you know, Spain, the Dutch, all kinds of folks came over to the, the, what was then the so-called New World, but uh, it was kind of an English thing. They were they kind of the alpha country, and and we obviously were colonists, and we fought to gain our independence, and we won, and that's awesome. But uh, prior to the birth of this nation, the existence of that nation brought things to this world that would not have otherwise happened, and and since the birth of this nation, through you know the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth century, twenty first century up to now, uh. There, there's something about the derision that's being heaped onto Western culture right now that makes the focus on Britain, makes the focus on Elizabeth, something that I deeply, deeply appreciate. And um, I know I actually wrote a column about this in Newsweek. I may share a, a part of it a little later on. But first thing I want to share is time with you on the phone. Let's do one eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six, and we are in. Uh, we're in New York. Aaron, Mark Davis, welcome. Nice to have you on the Dennis Prager Show. Hi, it's very nice to be here. Hi. Yeah, so I want to talk about what well, the New York Times published on the anniversary of 9-11. They published a story about the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community education system and slandering from all sides the education system. I'm, I'm yep. an ultra-Orthodox Jew myself, and... I would like to do a little bit of debunking myself. They, um, a lot of the, a lot of those same people claim to say um, talk about the joblessness in the ultra orthodox Jewish community. Um, there virtually is no such thing as joblessness in the ultra orthodox Jewish community. Everybody I know who wanted to get a job, um, there is virtually no violent crime, 
I, I would say there, if there is any violent crime, there are more violent criminals in the New York Times than there is in the ultra Orthodox Jewish community. <laughs> if, I, if I had to bet, um, and let's let's look at the record. It's, it's education. The New York Times is so worried about. Let's let's look at the, what the New York Times. Um, has, let's look at their own record. Well, they <laughs> covered up the. They tried to cover up the Holocaust. They put it at the end of the pages. They denied the mass starvation of Ukrainians in the 1920s, 30s on the Stalinist regime and with their Walter Durante. And they never gave back the Pulitzer Prize, saying that it would, uh, no, it would be exactly. Stalinist. It would be yeah, Stalinist. We could take, um, we, we, could, we, could, we, could, we could take an hour uh, going through the New York Times sins. But, but I, I think the focus that you bring is a proper one. And, and, you, and you know, and I, I think that's just what your suggestion, is that the thing that repels the New York Times about Orthodox Judaism or about anybody who is particularly devout is it speaks to a devotion to God rather than a devotion to government. And the the, the altar where the New York Times worships, they want people to worship at the altar of a benevolent government and to hold up and 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 elevate uh earthly things rather than divine things uh, on, on issues, for example, like gun control, where religious people know that we have a problem with America's soul, where we have a people problem, not a gun problem. Those are solutions that the New York Times and all of leftist culture are, are not interested in, is a revulsion to virtually any type of religious solution. That's 100 percent correct. Furthermore, um, they... Those same secularists, I think it was in 1962, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they, um, they pushed out God of, of the public schools. Uh, we, yeah, we used to have, um, right. yeah, we used to have a prayer, and it didn't refer to any specific God, just God in general. Yeah, so uh, some, some, sometimes it did. It depends on where you were. You go to Alabama in 1959, the kids are praying to Jesus. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me on this. Uh, so, you know, and uh, I've done hundred shows on that. Uh, I, I think, as you can tell, I'm a deeply, personally devout person. Um, at no point, at no point, have I ever needed or have I ever wanted public schools to proselytize. What I do want public schools to do is leave my kids alone so that they can have whatever faith that they like. Religious neutrality, to me, doesn't mean religious hostility. The public schools should not care what faith your kids are, but the public schools should not uh, suppress uh, your kids if, if, if for their from their free exercise. Now, if if some of the kids' free exercise impinges on some other kids' sphere, you know, obviously, you know, we're not going to have uh, you know a, a whole lot of uh, you know sidewalk preaching going on in the in the gym class. But if uh, a kid has a Bible on him, or if somebody says grace. Before lunch in a public, or if they do the the rallies uh, around the flagpole before school, that's that's magnificent stuff, magnificent stuff, and um, and obviously if people of, of other faiths want to do things, they they can too. Uh, we have allowed public education to drift from religious neutrality, where the schools say, "Hey, you're American. This is taxpayer paid stuff. You guys be whatever faith you wish." Uh, we've gone to the sidelining of, the stigmatization of, the criminalization of, in some cases, uh, Bible believing kids, and that's uh, that's a that's a big that's a big problem. All right, one eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six. We're in San Antonio. Dan, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you? Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. 
Hi, Mark. Uh, I wanted hey. to talk to you about something you said about Donald Trump uh, in the last hour. You said that you were okay with him lying about certain things. Is that correct? No, no, careful, 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 careful. I said Trump made some stuff up. Inauguration crowds, a couple of you know, factoids here and there, a couple of things here and there. He would fudge some stuff. Every politician does. People okay, would so dwell on those. Yeah, excuse, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm not going to redo history with you. You know, inauguration crowds, occasional stuff. He would, he would, he would flat make stuff. I'm asking Everyone, your it, opinion. It I'm didn't. Your it, well, for God's sake, if what you'll sit tight for 30 seconds, I'll tell you. It does. It, it, it's, it, 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 first of all, everybody does it. Everybody does it. So if, if you take the things, if that's where you're going, then that's actually pretty helpful. I will take every factoid that Trump fudged and tell you that it doesn't matter next to him being right and factual and accurate about borders, taxes, okay. culture, constitution, a, climate, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. You called yourself a deeply personally devout person. I assume you're absolutely. I'm not familiar with absolutely. You, so you got that God right, buddy. The Bible said to not bear false witness. So I want to know why you think it's okay for Trump to bear false witness. It's because listen, I can't explain this to you at your house every day. Some things matter, some things don't. When you're a leader, hope that helps. Be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager show for this 16th day of September. Very, very glad you are here. Appreciate you being here. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. To our last gentleman, love the call. Appreciate it. Time ran short. so Because uh, uh, you know, you're getting to know me, I think. That's the kind of call I would have taken a little more time with uh, because it's just that much fun. The premise being, hey, you conservatives who value truth, uh, you know what about uh, you know the stuff Trump said that that he made up, which I like acknowledged like last hour inauguration crowds, a factoid here and there usually about his own numbers or you know some something from his past or present or something whatever whatever, and the gentleman's point was hey you conservatives or hey you Christians how in the world can you countenance how in the world can you tolerate you know, the occasional misstatement from Trump uh, if, if, if truth means so much to you. So for this gentleman and anybody else, ideally, let everything you say be truth. Not all truth needs to be spoken, but let everything you say be truth. That is the human ideal, right? In politics, this will, they say never say never, I'm going to say never. This will never happen. So what you're left with is evaluating as a leader, as the quality of a leader, as someone who's in whom you're going to trust to, you know, run your country, what, what, what kinds of, uh, of, of uh, fabrications you're going to tolerate. Is it something about inauguration crowds? Is it something about, you know, uh, how much, just whatever that, that Trump might have made up along the way? Or, and, and by the way, all of these people who are looking for us to, to like bail on or condemn Trump for some prevarication of that type, presuming that these are all coming from the left, and they are. All right, you want to talk about lies? You want to make a list of lies? You know, how about the border is under control? Now, that's something that matters. Because to the gentleman's point, I said, let me give you some things 
that Trump believed and Trump said that he was always truthful about. They are called the things that matter. He spoke truth about the border. He spoke truth about the Constitution. He spoke truth about the Supreme Court. He spoke truth about taxes. He spoke truth about the about his desire and promise to put America first on the world stage. He spoke truth about presenting a strong face to the world. He's, those, are, those are called the things that matter. Now, if you want to make a list of things that politicians say that are not true, if you go to Biden, good Lord, inflation is under control. Our borders are secure. Uh, My political opponents pose a threat to democracy. These are enormous character flaws, enormous lies and slanders about millions of Americans. Those are things that actually, actually matter. So that would be the dichotomy that I would draw you may differ. Give us a shot. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. We're in Los Angeles. Hey, Cole, Mark Davis in for Dennis Prager. How are you doing this Friday? Uh, hi, Mark. Hi. I'm doing with fine. How are you doing today? Super. Thank you. Great. Um, all right. So basically, I'm looking very strongly at the situation with Donald Trump. I voted for him two times. I really like Donald Trump. Yeah, he's got his rough edges, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the serious issues right now is that there are so many irrational people in our electorate, electorate, pardon me, mm-hmm. and they they just can't think clearly, and they're impassioned against Trump. We just don't have time for another big problem in the White House, and I just. Therefore, I think that DeSantis is a stronger candidate, a more viable candidate overall. I think he's very sharp. I think they're both very sharp. I think DeSantis has more finesse than Donald Trump does in dealing with edgy questions or whatever. But the main minutes, we we, we have to win over the the independence. And there isn't time for another exorcist, another weird or not, pardon it's a bad word. (laughs) No, I, I get it. No more. The, the drama, the, the just, just all. I, I hear from a lot of people who say exactly what you're saying. I also hear from a lot of people who say, God bless DeSantis, but nope, needs to be Trump and nobody else. So the question is, and maybe we'll find this out in the primaries, <laughs> do we really want this? Maybe we'll get it. Trump versus DeSantis, we'll find out. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, not at all, but tell me if the following paragraph resonates with you. Thank God for Trump. Glad he won at least once. Wish he would have won twice. But moving forward, if we can get Trump's agenda in a more disciplined package and avoid an election where every Democrat will 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 rise out of the grave, perhaps literally to vote against him and crawl on broken glass and walk through fire, maybe we're better off with DeSantis. Is that generally your view? Yes, it is. That's right on, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate. Thank you. I always I like to paraphrase people as best I can. Um, let, I, I, let me let me just well written. Well, no, no, no you're, <laughs> I did it on the fly. It's crazy. I don't have a lot of skills, but this is one of them. No, no, you're God bless you. No, you're you're very kind, and thank you. Now here's so here's the question. I know a lot of you driving around, walking around the house, doing are thinking totally agree with that guy. Others are going eh, and, and in fact, a, a lot of the logic goes like this that if the left is so 
exercised and so triggered by Trump, then that's exactly what we're going to give them. We're going to give it to them and make them like it. I appreciate that. I, there, there is something I got to tell you. If, if I, if you could tell me, if I could step into the future and watch Trump beat, you know, Kamala Harris or whoever the Democrat Party coughs up in 2024, and take the oath of office again to the enduring chagrin of just the right people, oh Lord, that might be one of my favorite American moments ever. Problem is, don't know if that happens. I'm not telling you it doesn't. That, that's why, and it's funny, I think I'm getting just the right amount of calls uh, over my talk show career lately where people think, if I'm getting calls from people I, who say I love Trump way too much, and then the next calls are from people who say that I'm too willing to bail on him, I think I must be striking exactly the right balance. Because here's the truth in what I think should be a pretty short paragraph. Thank God for Trump. He's the best, he's the most important presidency of my lifetime. But but Mark, what about Reagan? Reagan, are you Reagan was the best human being ever to be president during my lifetime. I guess you could call it my favorite president, perhaps. Trump is my favorite presidency, if you get my drift. And maybe that's a distinction without a difference. Because while Reagan rescued us from Jimmy Carter, Donald Trump rescued us from Hillary Flippin Clinton. Those stakes were astronomically higher. And right now the fight is so sharp and the need for fighting back is so precise that we better have somebody with exactly his nerve exactly his spine the ability to beat down the left and force a path forward with strong unapologetic conservatism whether it's trump or somebody else who can do it and desantis looks like he can that is what we need so i'm open let's see what happens let's see what happens see what happens in the next segment mark davis in for dennis stick around the dennis prager show Yes, they do. In fact, every Dennis Prager show teaches what should be taught with Dennis at the helm. And we try to do our best, uh, those of us who fill in from time to time. I'm Mark Davis from 660 AM, The Answer, Dallas-Fort Worth. That's where we join you from. Glad you are here. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Let's dive back onto your calls. Stuff from the week gone by in news, things on your head, on your head, (laughs) things on your mind and in your head and your heart. Uh, Choose whatever preposition you like. And the phone number again is 1-8-Prager-776. And you can always keep track of me on Twitter at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. All right, let's see what's up next. Let's roll to Cleveland. And Dan, Mark Davis, in for Dennis. How are you doing? Happy Friday. I'm, well, thank you. Uh, I, I'm wondering if our country is inching toward one-party rule. I mean, seriously rating the opposition candidate? This is the thing that, that happened in, in uh, horrible third-world dictatorships. Hey, you know, they say it's, it's about Trump. It's, it's about the, the dominant party. Well, I mean, the, the, the whole notion of um, here, here's the control we have. It's called 53 days from now. 53 days from now, we'll see if the Democrats are going to be scolded for what they have done. And not just in terms of, 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 of dirty trick tactics like the Mar-a-Lago raid, but, but in terms of horrible policies. We'll find out. Uh, I mean, if th- there have been times when Republicans have enjoyed the presidency and big congressional majorities. There have been times when the Democrats have enjoyed the presidency and big congressional majorities. You know what the common thread is? It's called people who voted for them. Now, obviously, I know, start another entire talk show on election uh, integrity, which is vital, by the way. And, and I'll tell you another thing that's vital is if you want to do something about that, then make sure you vote and take 10 of your friends, if not 20. 
If it ain't close, they can't cheat. Uh, have we done an appreciable job of impuring, uh, impuring, of improving? It's a good thing the show's about done and the week is about done because my ability to talk is apparently on the way out. So the timing is excellent. Have we, have, have we done uh, a, a, a good job of improving election security in my state of Texas, uh, over in Georgia, and some various other places? I believe we have. And I think one of the reasons I know that we have is because the left has been on fire with rage about that. Oh, voter suppression. Voter suppression is a damnable lie. I mean, you, you need all kinds of ID to get on a stinking plane. Proving you're you before you vote is a basic of a responsible democracy. It's all we're trying to do. And I think things are vastly improved from 2020 to 2022 and will be in 2024. Will it be perfect? Nope. Will cheating still be possible? Probably. Uh, and that means that our best defense is to show up in such numbers that even if fudging, if Democrat cheating is worth a percentage point or two, and that's real fat, you know, whatever it's worth, then we got to win by five so that it doesn't matter. It, so that it doesn't matter. I mean, election integrity always matters, but I mean so that their skullduggery, their sinister uh, cheating tactics don't matter. They become mathematically irrelevant. All right, one eight Prager 776 We are next uh, in uh, Riverside, California. Kirk, hey, Mark Davison for Dennis. How you doing? Hey, Mark, it's Kurt out here at the United States Hi. of California. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> calling, calling in, but hey, look, at you're hitting the nail right on the head. And, and here's kind of my deal with the whole thing. I love what Trump did when he came in, kind of, you know, let's just, in a, in a gentle sense, say flip the bird to everybody else and just did what he said. And I'm, you know, 52 years old, and I've never experienced a president that really did a lot of what he said he was going to do on the campaign trail and, yep. and really – all the odds against him with everything going on, man is just once again a CEO, right? But let's fast forward to what happened. So, so Desanto comes along. I, Santos comes along. I really enjoy him. I think he's doing the right thing. Even the mm-hmm. whole uh, Margaret Vineyard thing, like the way he does things, he's a lot more polished. And I do believe he has his conservative values. And if we're fighting for the conservative values, because when I saw Desanto at first, I'm like, oh, I think this guy should. This should be our man. This should be our. This should be our Huckleberry. But when they raided Mar-a-Lago, then I got, excuse me, I got pretty upset. I won't say the nice word, but I got pretty upset about that. And then I went back to the fight. Like, no, no, let's get Trump in there. Let's just, I'm going to vote Trump just to, you know what, everybody else off. You know what I mean? Under, understand. Uh, and, and, and that was a yeah. bump that he enjoyed. And, and, and I think he enjoyed having that moment. No doubt about it. And I, I felt it, too. It made me, it, it made me think now it's even sweeter. If Trump can come back and make these people, make his tormentors miserable. Stuff like that can't matter, though. Here's what must matter. Who has the better chance of winning? Who has the better chance of winning? I love Trump. I've grown more fond of DeSantis by the day. We'll see how this works out. I'm open to anything. Who has the better chance of winning? Because that's what matters most in 24. Mark Davison for Dennis, right back. The great Chuck Brown, Soul Searchers. There's a reason this is on the Salem Media Group, uh, Salem uh, News Channel, Radio Network, uh, confab of stations. I brought it here from my local show. I was filling in for Larry one day and uh, (laughs) said, hey, how about some some good quality uh, D.C. area 
dance stuff from the uh, from the late seventies. The great, the late great Chuck Brown, and uh, busting loose. Well, thanks for uh, busting loose with some of your time. And, get, and speaking of time spent, what an absolute joy it is to work here with Sean and have Suzette doing the calls. And from the video end, Alex and JJ and Rick, and and the force of nature that is Alan Estrin, who always calls up and says, "Hey, Mark, can you do this date?" And I always will do whatever I can to to, to say yes. And there's something I've sometimes done at the beginning. I do it at the beginning of my own show. And I sometimes do it when I come in and fill in for Dennis, and nobody is minded so very, very much. And maybe, and I figured, well, I just hop right into topics. And that is to gather for a moment of actual prayer. For those who are inclined to do so, you may. And anybody else, just listen along uh, to the sincere wishes, hopefully, of others. As we wrap up today, Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of each new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would like to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. So lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America where our Constitution is honored, our schools are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work, where we protect the unborn, and where we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, Lord, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many, many blessings in our nation, our various communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. The history of that is in March 2020, remember that, uh, I I was yanked off of actual vacation, so it must have been a big story. It was. It was COVID. And I came back to do a Thursday show in the middle of March 2020, and I said, I'm going to be talking to listeners who don't know what lies ahead in the future, who don't know what their jobs are going to exist, if what the effect on their communities, don't know if they're going to live or die because of the evil COVID. I said, so what's the best thing I can do? Not everybody's going to do it. We don't run a theocracy around here. But I said, the first thing that occurs to me to do is talk to God. So I did. And I figured I'd do it publicly. And I've done it every day since on the air and off. So look, whatever your uh, beliefs and whatever your pursuits and whatever you're up to, thanks for joining us on The Dennis Prager Show. Go to DennisPrager.com for all things Dennis. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. Appreciate you all. Thank you. Have a fantastic and blessed weekend. Dennis is back on Monday, and I'll be back here next time they ask right here on The Dennis Prager Show. I'm Mark Davis. See ya. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.